They're the boys in the back room. We have a guy who works in the back, Eric Jones. He's the big German. Be nice to Marvin. He'll be taking your calls today. Chat row, Tyler, the moderator, handling the duties there. A couple of weeks ago, Dylan was getting us breakfast. Now he's doing graphics on this program. You know who? Blame Mario. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the uh, backroom guys are not allowed to eat until 12.15. You're now listening to the 12.15 Club. Welcome back into the 12.15 Club. What's wrong, Mario? What do you mean, what's wrong? You sound uh, off. Usually you're screaming. Yeah, I mean, you guys were like roasting me last week because uh, I was a little too enthusiastic. It was faux enthusiasm. There's a happy median. Yeah, Dan did say that your fake enthusiasm is... See through. Yeah, so I'm trying to tone it down a little bit to see if okay. this works. Maybe. Eric? I have a recommendation. Instead of bringing it to 11, let's try like a 7 or 8. You want to try it again? Yeah, I'll try it again. Ready? In 3, 2, 1. Welcome back into Yay! the 1215 Club. Was that good? Yeah, yeah. All right. We're, we're workshopping this. I'm joined as always. It is my area on the mic. Joined as always by Eric Big German, Marvin the Prince, and Dylan the Graphics Guy. We're joined today by our intern Jack slash John slash uh, what do you usually call him, <laughs> Eric? The available for air is John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. That yeah or yeah we can't we can't say what we Mr. Well, Hoffer he goes right? oh yeah or just me Hoffer yeah oh okay. Mr. Me Hoffer yeah today's our, our Jack's last last day Yay! moving on from our- <laughs> a lot of excitement here at the studio. Um, Jack, Jack, you've been here what five, six months at this point? Uh, four, four months. Yeah, that's since, it since May. Eric, it's never good when it feels like fifty percent more than reality. <laughs> you've been here like two years. <laughs> I feel like it at this point. How how everything just meshed together at this point? Right. It feels like two years. Right. It's kind of a it's a bit of of a unconventional. So you're going to ESPN, and what we do here is unconventional compared to what uh, other productions do what do you think you was like the one thing that you took away from uh you know working or interning here the one thing i took away i mean i think of just having a consistent schedule so it's you know getting the interviews out in time making sure that um you know i send you guys things at a reasonable hour and then make sure that in the morning i bother eric and dylan as much as possible uh, so it's just being consistent with uh, with time, and I think that will definitely transfer over for ESPN. Not the bothering people part, but definitely the... You can bring the bothering people mm, apart. Mm, I don't know. Right. I, I don't know if every, everyone's as <clears throat> temperamental as Eric is in the sense of... What? This <laughs> 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 is his last day. What Go ahead. Do? Go Take, ahead. Your Take your shots. Take your shots. I'm just joking. Take your shots. <laughs> no, Eric. Eric uh, and Eric handles me very well. Is the best way. <laughs> <laughs> There's something that we don't know. No, I think moving you put on the pieces. Together. Moving, moving on. I think you know. I think it's it's been great to to be here for the four months or what felt like six months that I was here, and two years. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, and just to be able to get close with you guys and you know be able to to you know golf outings and just be able to you know become friends with you guys when it was first just like co-working as interns it was it's been great marv now who said friends yikes <laughs> that's oh, it baby, once you leave there's no coming back jack that's dan's like biggest rule yeah once I, you're out the door you're out 
Dylan? Yeah, I think he's, he's been saying that, though. He's been like, I had the under on Jack being here, so he's finally <laughs> gone. And, you know, I think Fritzy's the only one that, that's, like, actually sad that I'm I'm leaving. Everyone else is like, you know, see ya. <laughs> that's kind of Fritzy for everybody, though. Yeah. I mean, I think he has that, like, he gets that emotional attachment, even though he didn't really, like, know your name until what? <laughs> he did, yeah, he, he was <laughs> the last one to it? find out my name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think just because of the most interaction I've had with him with, like, scoreboards and everything, it's been... Uh, I think it, it really touched his heart. Here's a little behind the scenes. So we have a new intern coming in next Monday. And I think that the guys out in the studio are telling Paul that his name is Rick. But his name is really Ray. So I think they're going to try to mess around with him and see how long they could go. Yeah, Mark? Are they telling Paul or are they telling Fritzy? They're telling Fritzy. Got you. So guys in the studio are telling Fritzy that this, the new intern's name is Rick. That is wrong. Name, Why do they set Ray. him up like are you, that? Are we sure it's not Rick? Um, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like 85% sure his name is Ray. Marv? I went through his wallet and I saw his driver's license. You did? His name's Raymond. What's his, uh, what's his social? That's after the show. Okay. <laughs> you had a question for him, though? I did. Uh, for me, Hoffer, comma, Jack. Um, <clears throat> who do you think has taught you the most here and why is it me? <laughs> uh... In what retrospect, though? Are you talking about like production? Or are you talking about degenerate life, gambling? Like okay. gambling, life, okay. work, maybe, if uh, there's anything there, but I doubt it. I mean, I've learned lessons from everybody. I've learned. What, what could you have learned from Mario? Yeah, you got me there. Damn. Mm, yeah. Um, you lied. I, I, wow, you, you really caught me in a red lie. Yeah. Now, I, I thought it was going to be quicker than I thought that you were going to catch me. But I think, you know, I learned a lot, like technically from, from Eric. Uh, with you, obviously, it's the don't really care what people think of you. You're just going to make <laughs> you're just going to make people laugh anyway, but you're still going to do your job very well. Not everybody. Uh, not uh, very well. <laughs> um, I learned from Marv is that you really know in, in basketball, you really know sweet spots because Marv only has like three spots from the court. He mm-hmm. really is mm-hmm. just automatic. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, and then Tyler, it's just, uh, you know, <laughs> controlling the rage. That's, that's what it's all Eric? about. I think the point of the twelve fifteen club is to be about the Dan Patrick show. Oh right, right, right. right, right. Oh man, so, um, pushing so, it out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think just on the show, I think I'll, I learned a lot about audio and a lot about um, fast editing from Mario and Tyler and and Eric as well. I mean, it's just been it's been really nice to get that edge out and you know be able to take that to a. ESPN. I, I feel like we failed you. Pushing it out, I was like, Dan, Todd, what, what was What was Dan's reaction when you told <laughs> oh, him that you, you're you guys, No, wait, wait. You guys <laughs> said, what did you learn from us? And That was Dylan's question. That was that Dylan's question. Or, so you're asking specifically I, from the Danettes. I did sort of say More so, there. what was Dan's reaction when you told him that you were going back to uh, the mothership, his, where he was once? Yeah, that was an awesome reaction. Um, he... he you know, we were talking in the pavilion and I, and I said like, Hey, I, I, uh, got offered a job and I'm going to take it. And his face was kind of blank at that point. Like he didn't know where I was going with it. And then I was like, it's at ESPN. And he goes, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Uh, it was kind of just, I wasn't surprised that he was happy for me. I was, I think it was the amount of like how generous he was about it. It was great. Uh, so he was, he really made that special for me, for me to tell him and like for the next step of my life, which was great. So, uh, I mean, we're not going to really miss you here. I figured. Um, it was fun. Kind of not fun having you. Um, so I guess we'll see you on the flip-flop. Eric? Just from a strictly AUAA perspective, which <clears throat> may never come back, frankly, because we don't have enough people here to do it, but 
if it does come back, I'm glad you're not here because you by far were the best player uh, here. You're better than Marvin. I don't care what he says. The inter- the new intern that we're getting is really tall. Okay, so am I. Yeah, but I mean, he he, <laughs> he, he moved. He's also a lot less. What? Say How it. do I say, say it? it? He doesn't have as big a presence down yes. by the key, in the key. Yeah, he could move a little bit more swiftly. I'd say. Right. He's, but he's, also the other thing, whatever Mario was trying to call me fat, which is fine. I mean, factually accurate, but like either say it or don't, right? Um, doesn't that seem a little uh, like I don't know, pot calling the kettle black? No, Mario from... is shredded now. Oh, he's been going true. to that that ladies' uh, gym. Yeah. He's um, been going to the maternity ward to work out. <laughs> no, but postpartum. <laughs> Jack, I think that the the like yes, obviously, I'm glad that you learned some things here in your internship and all that. But I think what's going to stick with you most are like some of the Danisms and some of the backroom guyisms, like right or like Dylan Von and like you know all of those things. I think I think you're going to have a difficult time transitioning from like our goofy workplace to like a, a very formal you know, corporate type of, uh, workplace. So, and Marvin can speak to that cause he worked at ESPN for years. Marv. No, it's exactly the same. Dan Patrick show, the Walt Disney company, <laughs> same exact, right. same exact environment. Right. right. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> yeah. So you probably like clean up some of your act before you go in. What's that supposed Monday. to mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I mean, you got something to say? I'm just, you finally I'm, getting off your chest. I'm just saying, All right, I'll trim my beard. Here. I got it. <laughs> Gosh. All right, Jack. Well, thank you. As much as we made fun of you and joked around with you, you were a big help around here, and uh, you will be missed. I will miss being here for sure, so I appreciate everything you guys did and everything Dan and Danette did as well. See you, Jack. See you. We'll miss Jack. Jack fit in well, I think, with our group. He uh, took the jokes really well. Um, he was a good kid. Or he is a good kid. Jack, uh, Eric, you have some riff with me? You have something to get off your chest about me? That might be an overstatement, but I just, you know, so on the Dan Patrick show, one of the things that they talk about all the time are when the guys are on the podium and they're banging it and and it's hard to hear. And so Mario is doing the show and he's got his hand on top of the mic and he's like this. Anyways, Jack, this is awesome. It's going to be great. I'm not doing that. I'm home right here. You like three times. I'm sure everyone heard it at home. So I'm just saying you should try listening to the show sometime. It's pretty good. You think so? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I listen from time to time. Dill? Um, I didn't hear it at all because I'm not very perceptive, but out of disloyalty to Mario, I second what Eric said. <laughs> Marv, do you want to jump in on this? No. You're doing it right now. No, I'm not. I'm literally <laughs> hey, not. Take your my- hand off the microphone. I just like to have my hand up there because So here, here's the thing. So you can spit bars. All right, so here's the thing. Like When I move, I like to move the mic with me because then if I don't, it's not going to catch me. So that's why I leave my hand up there because I'm constantly moving my face. And Dan kind of like he got mad at me at the beginning of this podcast because I would go off mic and I'd start talking like this. So now I'm trying to stay here, but when I talk to Marv, I got to look somewhere else and I got to move the mic with but me. But you can move as long as your nose stays on the mic. You can rotate any way you want, so it's fine. I'm having some neck issues, so my rotation is oh, not doing yeah. too well. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Let's get to a little bit of the week and what happened on the show this week. We had a. I have a question for you, Mark, Marvin. We had a prisoner call in, or ex-prisoner call in. <laughs> Respect him. Ex. Did he, what was the process of screening that call and letting him on? So, screened it. He's like, hey, this is RJ in Colorado. 
wanted to talk to Dan, ask him a question. And, you know, he brought up, you know, I was in prison for seven years. I didn't ask him for what. And he said, I wanted to get on with Dan. All right. Hey, we hear from people in like the convalescent homes or people that are, you know, recovering from, you know, surgery or whatever. Hey, you know what? The prison population, we love you guys too. join us. And so he came on and it's probably the best call of the week. And that was kind of it. I was like, I have to put him on. Even if he wanted to talk about something completely unrelated, I had to put him on. It was my duty. So <laughs> so all he told you is that he was a former uh, inmate and that's that, that got him in? Yeah, basically. It wasn't even <laughs> this whole, like he could have said just about anything, anything just about But he was saying. He listened to Dan when he was in prison. Yeah. There and you go. That's that's kind of all you all you need. Right. He watched it. I don't think he had a Sirius XM 211 in a cell. <laughs> Bill, um, after the success of that, do you think we should only take calls from convicts or ex-convicts? <laughs> this is the Ohio State uh, yeah, County to, uh, prison calling. We're going to call. Them. You're getting a collect right. call from San Quentin. <laughs> Wasn't there a great moment with Todd, too, um, where they were... Um, Look out the lights, Todd. Yeah. What was that? Uh, <laughs> that was another great jail moment in, in DP show history. No, so it was this. I listened back to that clip this week because a couple people had tweeted that, and it was that this lady called in and she wanted uh, Todd to send her one of his T-shirts from, I guess, oh, a, a, right, a, a yeah, show-worn yeah, yeah. T-shirt or whatever. So they were making fun that this lady was in prison or something. She was like, yeah encapsulated somewhere and they and he, lights out mary <laughs> we'd leave the league in dead dad humor and uh prison, jail humor. And prison humor yeah and then they were saying you know why do you have pictures of burt uh burt reynolds on your on your cell or whatever uh it was funny bill um obviously none of us know what rj did but do you think it's less bad or worse than we you would guess given it was seven years eric i think it's best left no, I know. Unturned I, I, I'm, stones. I plan on leaving it unturned, but like, do you th- like? You seem you're trying real hard to turn that thing over right now. Yeah, yeah but I'm weak. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like obviously, um, you know, like he didn't get into like it wasn't unpaid parking tickets. More than likely, there was some sort <laughs> of uh, uh, maybe multiple offenses for something, or, or you know, Dylan. I know you've had experience in the law system, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so you might be able to speak to this more than the rest of us. But it's um, not fun. Yeah. I would guess it wasn't the first time and it wasn't a minor offense. Um, but, you know, obviously part of a, of a, you're trying to rehab people, yeah. you know, it's it's not just a punishment. It's also trying to help them not do that in the future. So, you know, it's a, you hope that they learn from hopefully RJ has moved on from his past life. Yeah. yeah I mean, he did his time, too. He went to prison. And, I mean, yeah. the, long time. Yeah. yeah. Marv. All right. So this is probably a question for Eric. Logistically. Can we do a show at a prison? You can do anything you want with time and money. So, yes, we could. Uh, Within, like, the realistic framework of this show currently, like, in terms of time and money and personnel. Maybe if we got like a nice lawyer's office to, yeah, to yeah. sponsor the show, <laughs> we, we could do it from the bail bonds office. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, then we might be able to afford it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of logistics. that would be like you know how they did. Remember the guys did that uh, little like skit on Alcatraz yeah, or whatever, yeah. 
It would be sick to do the show from Alcatraz. I'm sure that would be, <laughs> be pretty rough. I don't yeah. think there's any more prisoners in there, though. So. There's not, but you could still uh, do the show in there. Kind of defeat the purpose. Yeah. Okay, how about this? Bring door. prisoners in. <laughs> <laughs> Transport prisoners yeah. onto Alcatraz. Bring, you, you can have people dress up as prisoners. Uh-huh. Look out for that in the future. Just an, just an idea. <laughs> we have Paul's birthday today. <laughs> Yay! Why is, it, why is it the guys don't like to celebrate their birthdays? Or like mention them or i mean because i've been here already what almost going to be six years yeah it feels like 10 yeah right that's not funny oh how was it when you did the jack (laughs) thing i care thing i care (laughs) (laughs) but prior to like this year or the even probably last year they never really brought up birthdays i think the only reason they're bringing it up now is to have todd cut the cake eric hey mclaughlin hey you want to come in we have a question. Actually, come in. We have Andrew McLovin Perloff joining us right now. He's sitting in. He just uh, snuck two his head guests. in. Two yeah, guests. Two guests. Wow. I have a question for you. Why is it that the guys don't, or you guys don't like to celebrate your birthdays? Because, because we're old. It's not like you guys. Yeah. After 40, it's just downhill, dude. Really? Yeah. But I mean, I feel like that's not, I don't know. I, don't, I mean, you guys are You'll not be that the, old. You were that old. <laughs> Would you like to um, disclose your age on this podcast right now? No, I'm not talking about my age. Can I guess? No. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but I feel like it goes downhill. Isn't 21 the last real benchmark worth caring about? And then it's a sort Yeah, of, first of all, older. you're a dude. Like, what do you, what do you like, have your guy friends, like, sing you a song? That's but ridiculous. I, I do have a theory. By actively trying not to celebrate it and talking about how much you don't want to celebrate it, it actually ends up making it into a bigger thing yes no absolutely well we saw that play out today literally today yeah but wait do you guys sorry uh do you guys have big celebrations for you like what did you guys do last birthday probably not big celebration i mean i just get together with my family i get drunk i have a big family to put it in perspective mario's dad's birthday was recently (laughs) and they all went to aruba to celebrate Wow. Yeah. It was 60. Yeah, okay. It happens oh, every 10 years. Yeah, 60, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. 60 was a big one. That's nice. And actually, when no, I, I recognize with my dad and my father-in-law, after 75, then they become a bigger deal. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they don't, you know, when you're, when you're approaching 80, you don't care. Eric? So I remember the first time, at least in my tenure, I've been here in nine years, that we did something for a birthday on air. Because I, I used to work with Artie Lang, and it was like a, we'd make a big deal out of it. We'd have a lot of stuff. But I tried to do that once with someone's birthday in New York, and then you guys were like, no, we don't do that here. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, okay. But um, we did a meat cake when we were in New York one day. Mm. Um, and that was actually very difficult to execute because no one decided they wanted to do it till like 9.30 in the morning. And good luck getting barbecue in Manhattan <laughs> by 11.30. But we made it happen. Um, but that's my first recollection of celebrating a birthday. But now it seems like it's kind of gotten bigger and bigger. bigger yeah. and- well, it's, it's interesting how that story about how it became not about anyone's birthday, but how Eric had to overcome a logistical challenge to make yeah. something happen <laughs> yeah. in a tight time frame. You know, that's, this is that's all part weird. of my resume. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there I was. It's Sixth Avenue. It's eight thirty a.m. Where, I was. where Tyler do I get was a there. meeting? <laughs> there I was telling Tyler go to Sixth Avenue. <laughs> By the way, that is supposed to be a bad show. We, we had to scramble to get a meat cake for his birthday. It's not a transferable skill. you want skill. Like, one symbolic <laughs> story about the Dan Patrick show? I mean, I, you look like you're asking another question. Yeah, I, yeah. You know I have to be traffic. I know, but I, come to think of it, I don't know when your birthday is. Like, I know Seton's sometime in July. Paul's in September, obviously, today. Mine is the last day of September. 
Oh, it is. So yours is coming up. Yep. Oh, well, you have a wish. You have a wish. You like Paul likes Todd to cut the cakes. It's Do you have anything? I'm just messing with you, Mark. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we would know if my birthday was this? Week? I don't know. Yours is kind of like the mystery out of the group. You're gonna have to find, guess, and find out. Uh, it, April thirteenth. That is incorrect. <laughs> That's a wrap. That's actually Thanks my birthday. Yeah, this has yeah, been a great spot. Right, yeah. Like, are you going to put me in the podcasties? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. tag you tomorrow on Twitter. Who goes first, me or Jack? You. Jack. <laughs> that was like that Monday night game when the officials like did two different things in the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Andrew. See you. That was a nice little cameo appearance by uh, McLovin. Yeah, Eric? It's always great to have a surprise guest on 1215. <clears throat> that also may have been the first two guests appearance. Uh, this may be the first two guests episode, no? Well, we had Chad. I don't know. Chad and Todd. Remember a couple weeks ago? Oh, yeah. But Todd's basically like the fifth BRG on yeah. 1215. I mean, he's, like, he's like the Reggie Miller of the 1215 club. <laughs> it always turns into talking about him like it did with Dan last week. Yeah, that's true. He was, I don't think he was too happy about that, Mar. You know what? I don't even want to jinx it, but this is very Toddless. This, this has been is, a pretty Toddless it, episode. And yeah. I have some questions about Todd. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yeah, I'm, I'm po- How much time we got left? Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody wish that he, uh, like, the limerick today was bad and he had to take a pie? Eric? Part of me, we, so, I don't know, maybe six months ago, there was, like, a big revolution on pies, and it was, like, a risk that someone was going to have to take, based on the draft, right, and where somebody was uh, taken, and there was, like, a risk that they were going to get, like, have to get 32 pies. It was McLovin. So, Okay, so I, we bought like 20 pies because we were like hedging our bets, mm-hmm. and I think he had to take one, mm-hmm. and so now we have 19 empty pie shells and all the accoutrements you need to do it, so kind of selfishly, I don't want to waste that stuff, so yes, I, but um, at the same time, listen, I always want to see Todd do well with his limericks. I wish he would just remember to do them in an impress- impersonation voice, and I think it would go a lot further, but um, Todd clearly has another agenda, so let Todd, let Todd cook. Let Todd cook. I thought today his two limericks were great. And, I mean, at the end, he kind of threw some shots at Paulie, which was like, I thought he was going to do one that was fully just taking shots at the him. shots, yeah. Yeah, shot. Marv. This is one of those things where, like, Todd does well, mm-hmm. and Dan said it. Yeah. Like, how come you can't always do well? It's that guy that scores 30 points in a game, but the rest of the time he scores four. Yeah. Like, how come you can't do this every time? Is it, like, if it's mean-spirited? Like he, you know, sending some shots at Paulie, would the limericks be a little bit better? Well, that's why I think, I mean, I've told Todd this too when he's sat here. Why doesn't he just fire some shots back? He always takes shots at him. Why doesn't he just fire some back at this point? And I think that would make things funny in turn. Um, do you think maybe today was like the beginning of Todd's revolt? No. Just like a little, just, you know, kind of getting his beak wet with pushing back on Paul? Absolutely not. Well, I also think too, like Todd's sheer volume of dumb stuff that he does, it's like his shooting percentage is bound to be pretty low. It's like, every, you know, if you do a limerick every single day, I mean, they're probably going to suck anyways, but like, they love you. Eric? From my perspective, I, I have said it many times this podcast. I've said it to Todd's face. I just wish that we were doing something with the content of the limericks. It's like the standalone island. Nothing comes before, nothing comes after. It just happens. Nobody reacts. Or if they do, it's very brief and it's, it's like, you know, we're train left the station. And I just, I wish that it was more of like, oh, well, Todd is going to transition us from topic A to topic B or Todd is going to make us laugh. 
But it's just like it's this moment in time where something occurs and then we move on. Dan does reset eight seven seven three DP show Twitter handle DP show dot Marv. All right, so I kind of got to disagree with you only from the standpoint of the callers. Like it's become a thing now where callers call in with their limericks. I do understand. Like it's not funny. It's just a thing that he does. But people calling in with the limericks, it's kind of you know taking on a life of its own. No offense to the no offense to the callers. They're not usually the best limericks. Yeah, I really hope that the callers are doing it to troll Todd and not to, yeah. So, like, I was going to say, but everything is content. I do understand that, but it's given us more, you know, people calling with a limerick. I almost nine out of ten times, I put them in. But I, I understand your standpoint for sure. Eric? You know what I will say is I think that if Todd just showed up did a great job with the limerick that it would have been one or two good days and it would have been over. The fact that Todd doesn't do that great of a job. And I, he seems to, I don't know. I feel bad because whenever we talk about it and my wife always says I'm mean to Todd, and I don't mean to be mean to Todd. I'm just giving an opinion, but I love Todd. Um, but I'm just here to give my opinion. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but, um, but I think that like the fact that the, that he doesn't always do, you know, anything that's, funny or anything like it's just factually correct it's kind of like his comedy like his observational humor minus the humor like he just he notices this uh, idiosyncrasy with life and then doesn't do anything to make it funny and i think calling it back to today's show i, I do think that if if he would accept the help from <clears throat> whoever it is that's offered the, the whether it's sandler or spade or chris rock whatever if he would take their help like Todd could come up with the premises. I think he would be a great writer. And Todd, if he were to go and be like a writer on a comedy show, I think he would do great because he would he would come up with the premise, and then a comedian would what come up with, with the joke with the then <laughs> someone then someone funny. So he'd be a comedy writer without the comedy part. Well, but he but he's a situational comedy, right? So he could put the situation together, and someone would come with with the. Um, the punchline. I feel like if he did allow somebody to write for him, that they would just make fun of him for that, and they'd be like, "Yeah, you did it, but you know, you didn't write it, so uh, he'd lose credit for whatever he's doing." I think that's just. A, I think it's just a setup for a bigger picture, Dill. Um. Yeah, I mean that's probably true, but also go back to the like what content comes from the limericks themselves. Why doesn't Todd like transcribe them and make a book that you could sell? Eric? We are selling greeting cards. There's a ten oh. pack of Todd Limerick greeting cards. Yeah, so like same idea. Yeah, but like, but like, are they one actual ones from the show? I don't know, but they exist, and they're from Todd. Yeah, yeah. Todd wrote them all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they're, they're original Todds. Yeah, they're Todd Limericks. Who else? Do, who else shop. do you think wrote the Limericks? Uh, some guy in 1462. <laughs> shop com. You can find those. Dan talked about. <laughs> Was it somebody at the prison? No, you can yeah. find the Limerick cards at shop.danpatrick.com. Dan, Dan talked about uh, having more wives on. Who should we have on next, Eric? I think Seton's wife is the most connected, just because she's in the business and she worked on some of the other shows that run Audience Network, and um, she obviously knows uh, the guys, but also knows the business because she was on air and like she, not just with uh, doing the voiceover work, but she's actually hosted shows and that. So she would probably be interesting um, from that perspective. I'm fascinated by Polly's wife. Just because Paulie is such a unique personality that I would love to get to know his wife more. And I think that, that the audience would enjoy that too. Um, I think McLovin's wife 
kind of like McLovin will like kind of be aware of what's happening, but not really like you know, McLovin just kind of is like here, but like not necessarily knowing what is all happening. Um, and I, you know, she, she has, I mean, Paul's wife has a full-time job too, but, um, but she works from home, I think sometimes. And I think she's able to consume some of the show. I don't think McLovin's wife has any idea what happens on the show. She is a, a, a high, I don't know, high profile, but a, a big job with New York uh, city and, um, I don't think she has time to watch the show or consume the show in any way. She did have that infamous uh, time when everybody was on Zoom. Yeah. And she was in the, the background crawling. crawling. I would yeah. like to ask her about that. Yeah. Just. <laughs> I don't think she's going to be available. I think she will be the hardest to get. To get. All right. Yeah. So we'll work on Seton and uh, Paul's wife, and hopefully we can get that soon. That'd be fun. Who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want to get their wife? We could be better about club. that. <laughs> That's all we got. For the 1215 Club, myself, my Ariel, Eric the Big German, Marvin the Prince, Dylan the Graphics Guy. We will catch you guys next week. Have a good weekend, everyone. Bye.